Welcome to the Family Life Church Podcast. We are so excited that you're joining us today. Our hope today is that this podcast brings life to you and that you leave this message encouraged, equipped, and empowered to live the amazing life God designed for you. And so today we're going to continue in our series called Fishers of Men. And so I'm not going to be laying down on the couch as I talk to you guys today. Um, This is not that laid back. Uh, I'm going to have some friends join me here on stage. Uh, We're going to be kind of having a panel discussion today about today's topic. And so if you're taking notes, I'd encourage you to just write down in your notes. Today's topic is availability. Availability. And so, like we're so great at honoring here at Family Life Church, I'm going to ask that as I uh, introduce our guests, that you would just give them all a big FLC warm welcome. And so first, we'd like to invite to the stage John and Jen Law. Uh, Next, we'd like to invite to the stage Sydney and Dorian Miller. I feel like there should be music playing like The Price is Right. You're the next contestant on The Price is Right. Um, next, we have a, a phenomenal young person. Uh, if you do not know her story, I'm going to encourage you to connect to her uh, and meet with her, take her to dinner. She's amazing. Layla Murray. And uh, definitely not uh, the last of the least. These people, if you're a guest with us today, thank you for being here. You've probably already met them. Um, this couple is phenomenal. Uh, they just carry a loving heart for our church family, um, and I'm excited for you to hear their story. Please welcome to the stage, Brian and Joanne Swingle. We had to switch couches because we didn't want John and Brian to be hugging each other during this message, so... Um, so welcome, welcome here. We are in the series. Our series, as I said, is called Fishers of Men, and our scripture comes from Matthew. Uh, so if you would, turn your Bibles with me to Matthew chapter 4, um, and I'm going to read from the New Living Translation. Um, this is Matthew chapter 4, verse 18 through 20, and this is our key verse passage for this sermon series called Fishers of Men, and this is what uh, Matthew says. It says, one day... As Jesus was walking along the shore of the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon also called Peter and Andrew, throwing a net into the water, for they fished for a living. And Jesus called out to them, Come, follow me, and I will show you how to fish for people. Verse 20, And they left their nets at once and followed them, or followed him. Today's message, uh, we have titled Availability because of this point, this idea, this picture that Peter, Simon Peter and Andrew became or made themselves available. Now, there's many areas in our lives that we need to make available. There's we can all think to the time when we made our life first available to Jesus, where we came to the, the, the surrender and the lordship of Jesus. Maybe you're in this place and That's not a decision you've made yet, or it's a decision you've made in the past. I want to encourage you. We're going to extend an invitation to you later today to make that decision. I want to encourage you to make that decision. 
It is the greatest decision of availability you can ever make. Or maybe you're at a place where you've like you're here or you've been attending and you know what it's like to be a part of, of a church, but there's just so much more coming along and you know, it's just for you, availability uh, may seem like uh, it has to do more with your time or your finances or how you interact with people. Today, uh, we're going to hear from some amazing people who are going to talk to us about their story, which is actually God's story. Uh, and they're going to share the story of how availability has impacted their journey and has impacted other journey, others' journey along the way. Um, we see in this passage of Matthew that Jesus is walking along the lakeshore. And He comes across Simon Peter and Andrew who are simply doing what they do. They're fishermen. They're out fishing. And Jesus says to them, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Our first point for today is this. God's expectation for us isn't that we manifest an ability. He simply wants our availability. What does this show us? It shows us that we don't have to be something we're not. We don't have to act in a way that's not natural to who we are. God wants to use the gifts, the talents, what He's already placed in us, but it's on us to make it available. Because Simon and Peter, Simon Peter and Andrew, I mean, they're they're fishermen, you know. And God says, "I don't." Dad doesn't say, or Jesus doesn't say to them, "Like, okay, Simon Peter, I want you guys to now be preachers, and so be preachers and follow me, and I'll teach you how to preach." No, what does he say? He says, "If you'll make available to me what you already know, what you already have in your hands." I will take and use it and teach you how to multiply it in the kingdom. The Bible tells the story of a young man, a young, young man. And um, they're, at a, they're at a place where Jesus is teaching a multitude of people. Thousands of people are being, uh, being taught. And they get hungry. How many of you guys know what it's like when your spouse gets hungry? <laughs> Betty White? Anyone in here married to a Betty White? It's all right. You can raise your hand. Your wife gave me permission to tell you you can raise your hand. No, I'm just kidding. So, right, we don't, when you're hungry, you act funny. We say hangry, right? Um, we, we also know, for those of us who have kids, right, when kids get hungry, yes, sir, that's right. It's, 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 it's tension, right? There's tension. And so when we get hungry, we want to eat. And so Jesus is teaching this multitude of people, thousands of people, and the disciples go, Jesus, we got to feed these people because it's getting crazy and they need to eat. And Jesus turns and says, well, why don't you feed them? And they're like, how are we going to feed them? We don't have enough money for this. And he goes, why don't you go see what you have? And the Bible says that there is a young man who brought his two loaves and his fishes to have his Lunchable. His mom packed his lunch. He brought his Lunchable. And he was the only one who had food. And the disciples came to him and he said, hey, here, you can have my loaves and my fish. I make them available to you. And what does the Bible say? The Bible says that God took those, blessed them, and multiplied them. God wants to take what you already have. He simply wants you to make it available. He's not telling you you need to go out and figure out some grand scheme, a grand ability. He wants you to be available to use your ability to be multiplied in the kingdom. And so I want to encourage us as we're coming into this next season, as we're, uh, as we're coming to this next season leading up to Easter, and, and as we're coming into a new season as, as, as believers and as a church, 
that availability is really what God wants from us. It's what he wants from us. And so in today's message, my goal is that you're encouraged, that you find joy, that you feel challenged, and you feel, um, you feel propelled to go in even greater capacities in your availability based on the stories that you hear today. And so we're going to start today talking with John and Jen. And uh, my first question for you guys is, what was life like before you connected to Family Life Church? Well, I'm going to throw this one to Jen. She says it so well. <laughs> um, our life before church, um, before, um, before church and specifically this church, um, I would simplify it as toxic with a side of chaos. Toxic with a side of chaos. Can anybody relate to that? Toxic with a side of chaos. That's, that's not how God wants you to live your life. That's not how He would create us. John 10.10 says what? That Jesus came that we might have life and life more abundantly and that we have an enemy whose goal is to steal, kill, and destroy. And we can all relate to that. We can relate to having at some point of our life felt the tension of the toxicity and, and of the chaos. And, and so how did you guys actually connect here at Family Life Church? Uh, well, we were invited by friends. Who were they? Uh, Chelsea and Nathaniel Sharp. Chelsea and Nathaniel Sharp. Asked you guys to come to church. Yep. And we decided to go. And you're here. Yeah. And you've been here ever since. Yeah, that's right. And so talk to me, I guess, then, like you guys connect, uh, that you're invited, you come to church. What changes? What are you confronted with immediately as you, as you come to Family Life Church? Uh, well, mine was, uh, number one, tithing. Okay, tithing. And yeah. then uh, knowing the word. Knowing the word. Yeah. That's good. Jen? And... Um, along with John and tithing, but um, our, my first conviction was um, getting all of our kids in, in the house of God. Um, we shortly attended an, another church, and not all of our kids were coming with us. Um, but when we made the choice to attend here, we made the choice for all of them to come. Um, and we knew that we were in the right place when um, even... Our two oldest were not in the kids' service. They were mm -hmm. in adult service, and they even asked when we could come back. That's so funny. And before I know, we could get back to our car. Yeah, you said yeah. before you got back, to, before they could get back to the car after service, that they're like, can we come back? And I think that's awesome, not to pump up our church, but to talk about what it means when you're, when you're in the presence of God with other believers who carry that same spirit with them. And so... So you guys connected the church, and John, you said like tithing was a little tension. Yeah. B, Jen, you said like getting your whole family here. Now, for you guys, when you connected, did you start serving? Like, what was it? Was the word? What was it really that really engaged, um, or you felt like was the 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 key log or the things that started moving in your yeah. life? Um, so the first place that God um, really prompted in our hearts and and through through people that we were connected to here. Um, I was getting here more regularly, um, and at that time we had weekly win uh, Wednesday night services, and I specifically remember um, Yvonne Watts every Sunday, she would say, mm -hmm. um, hey, if you guys, you guys didn't get here on a Wednesday night, like, 
have you been to a Wednesday service before? <laughs> like, no. And I'd always have all these excuses about how busy we were and our mm. kids had practice. We couldn't make it. And how would I make dinner and all this stuff? And um, just the, just like how the Holy Spirit works, um, you know, he just started convicting my heart of like, we got to figure out how to get here on these Wednesday night services. Like, I'm running out of excuses. <laughs> <laughs> And so literally, um, what it practically looked like for us is I literally made PB&J sandwiches and packed them in the car and picked up the kids from practice, and we figured out how to get here. And God figured out the rest for us once we got here. Um, We just had to dig in and do the work to to get here, and he did the rest. That's awesome. That's awesome. So maybe you're in this place and you're like, availability right that that's what excuses do they try to excuse our availability and um i think that it's great that you're like all right god you've arrested my heart we got to be here so we're going to make it a priority to be here um and so i do know this about you guys like you 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 have been confronted with a lot of things in the word Mm -hmm. and um i have watched and witnessed you guys walk those out uh aspiring to be doers not just hearers of the word and So James chapter 1, verse 22 in the Amplified says this. It says, But prove yourselves doers of the Word, actively and continually obeying God's precepts, and not merely listeners who hear the Word, but fail to internalize its meaning, dueling yourselves by unsound reasoning contrary to the truth. So James is writing to us, he's like, you can be one of two people. You can be a hearer of the Word or you can be a doer of the Word. And what I know about your guys' story is that you guys aspire at the very beginning. We're going to be doers of the Word. And so your kids started serving. Uh, You were serving. You were here. You know, as much as you could be, you were making yourself more and more available, not only to being uh, here physically, but to availability to the Word for the adjustments you need to make. And I would like to point this out. Chelsea and Nathaniel made themselves available to invite you to even start attending. And I think that's important for all of us to see is that it's very simple for us to ask. I say that knowing we have to overcome our own fears. We have to overcome our own uh, uh, woundedness of feeling inadequate or have to overcome rejection. But if we make ourselves available... Look at the result of two people simply saying at dinner one day, hey, you guys should come to church with us. And so you guys came to church. You came here. And then I would love to kind of talk through, John, just the adjustments, right? So being a doer of the Word. But you said, like, for you, a little bit of the tension was tithing. So let's kind of talk about that process and really what God led you to show you what you could do. All right. So, you know, we had a list of this is our bills this is for tithing and um, then we had not enough money to pay all our bills if we tithe and one of the biggest struggles for me was um, we had cable cable TV cable TV uh, anybody yeah. else have a struggle with ca- anyone else have cable TV no. don't if you didn't raise yeah. your hand it's because you're all of you are Buckeyes fans you all have cable TV <laughs> You can't watch the Big Ten Network or the Buckeyes or Michigan fans unless you have cable TV, right? So, well, and it was a stronghold for me because yeah. I just, I you know, I sat down and I watched TV. So, yeah. uh, one of the things that we noticed is that our cable bill was like two hundred dollars a month, hmm. and 
that was almost exactly what we needed to tithe on mm. like we're supposed to. So I made the decision or we both made the decision that we were just going to give up cable. So in order to watch the Buckeyes or any sports programs, I'd go to people's houses, go out and beat watch ups. them. Yeah. And beat ups, <laughs> Applebee's and, and it, we just had to stay obedient to that. That's so and good. We had to. So and something good. I didn't say first service is that opened up a door for me for getting into the word more because I had that, I was able to do it now. You made yourself available, right? Yeah. God took care of that stronghold. So if you don't know, now John and Jen both have their own businesses. Their businesses are flourishing, yeah. right? Yeah. Because they have made that themselves available to that. And so I want to encourage you, if there is maybe a stronghold in your life that you're like, man, I don't know if I can give God access to this. You can give access to it. God's yes. Word will breathe life. It'll help <clears throat> you take that thing down. And it may seem silly that it was cable television, right? But it was keeping you guys from finding the fullness of the blessing, right? Yeah. And this is what I know. Now that you took that step, that you took the step to serve, right? Those are not just steps you take that are random. Those are now things that you can build upon in your journey, right? That's right. So you've been available here. Now I'm going to be available here. It helps build that availability. I'm going to call it an availability snowball, right? Where yeah. you can continue to be available and make yourself more available to build momentum. I, and, I, and if you're at a place where you're like, man, there's some adjustments, connect with these guys. Like talk to them about their story. Find out. And so I want to thank you for just being available. Available to the Word, to do the Word, to let it speak to your life and to make those adjustments. Um, we're going to talk now to Sydney and Dorian, um, who I, uh, for if you don't know them, they are an amazing couple who are here at Family Life Church, um, not as, um, not as uh, just, uh, they're here as a couple now, but they did not connect that way initially. Um, so tell me on your, in your individual experience, what it was like before you connected to Family Life Church? Well, I know for me, it was very lonely. Um, I didn't have a whole lot of friends, and so I spent a lot of time by myself. Um, I experienced a little bit of hopelessness. It was a very dark place. I didn't really have anyone around me, and so I navigated a lot of things alone. Um, for me, it was the complete opposite. Uh, college was like everybody for me, so I knew this person, I knew the next person, I knew the next three person that they knew. Um, freshman year was just a great time because I was able to meet so many people, but I think on the, the deep root aspect of it, it was there was still just a lack of wanting more. Uh, moving two hours away, especially from family, there wasn't, no, there wasn't any true deep-rooted family here, so there was still that longing aspect of wanting something Good. deeper. That's good. That's good. And I, I think it's a great picture of what a lot of us do. Like we can feel like we know a lot of people on the outside, right? Or we can feel like we're got it all together. But on the inside, we may be navigating, right? Or we may be coping with that negativity or that that sense of like no family or lack or community by just trying to be friends with more people when it can get real superficial, right? And it doesn't really get at the heart of what God is trying to get to us. And so I'd love to know, or, and, our, and we would all love to know, how did you guys connect to Family Life Church? Um, so I was actually a part of FLC before I met Dorian, and I was introduced to FLC because Ali Barr invited me to a Shine event my senior year of high school. That's awesome. So Ali Barr invited you to come to be here. 
Dorian, how did you connect? Uh, connected at Applebee's. Um, <laughs> it, was, it was a great meal, by the way, y'all. Um, but There's I, a story. Take him out to Applebee's and you can hear the story. Please. Uh, but it was at Applebee's. I connected through uh, Ali Bar in uh, Sydney. So Ali Bar in Sydney connected to you. And then, um, so who brought you to church? Uh, Sydney was bringing me to church. So Sydney. And then, like, one day, like, so one day she was... How, how did she have to get you one day to be here? What'd she have to do? You want me to tell her? You want her to tell oh, well, her? I want her to tell how she got your attention, yeah. <laughs> um, so I had only known Dorian, I think, for maybe a month. And um, I was serving in the box at the time, so I had to be here like by 8 a.m. And um, I was driving him. And one day I was driving, and I had texted, and I had called. And first off, he texted me and said, I think I'm too tired. I don't think I'm going to come today. I didn't turn the car around. I kept going. And so I got to his apartment, and, um, you know, I'm calling him, trying to get him up, and he's not answering. And so eventually, I literally beat down the door. Um, it was locked, but I beat it down until he answered. And I remember he was, like, in a T-shirt and basketball shorts with, like, a blanket over his head, like that Peanuts character. And I remember being like, get your clothes on. Let's go. <laughs> We're going to church. You made a commitment. And I, I think that's great because she also beat down the door to his heart because now they're married. They're married. And I, I, but I think that's great. I, and I love that story of, of like how you connected because for those of you who don't know, um, Ali Barr, who invited you, like she's the daughter of Sean Barr. And Sean Barr is here at this church and he has an incredible story. I really encourage you to talk to Sean about his story. But in his deepest, darkest time, someone came and knocked on his door and said, Sean, you're on my heart. I want to invite you to come to church. And he came to church. And because he came to church, he got planted and connected. And his story is a story of redemption and healing and wholeness. And because of that, his family got connected. And because that, his family and him are connected. Now, now Sydney connects. And because Sydney connects, Dorian connects, right? And so the availability of Andrea Osborne to come. Sean, you're on my heart. I need to invite you to church. Has a rippling impact where you see now a couple was married and is serving in the house of God. These guys are on staff now. They didn't really, they knew of God, but they didn't have that relationship with God. And so it's really important for us to recognize the value and importance of availability. It didn't take nothing for Sean except to make sure that his kids were in the house of God. And because he made sure his, his kids were in the house of God, their sphere of influence was influenced by the house of God. And so they were able to invite their friends. And because of that, so parents, be encouraged if you feel like, I don't know, I'm dragging my kids to church. It's the right thing to do. Get planted in the house of God. The Bible's very specific. You will flourish. And so, Dorian, I know your story uh, has, a, has a cool... There's a, I love this part of your story. Is Sydney couldn't always bring you. And you were looking and pursuing for that community. You were looking for um, really that idea of uh, what it means for... Uh, just to be a part of and to know the steps that God was leading you in college. And I just want to share this scripture. Psalms 32.8 says, The Lord says, I will guide you along the best pathway for your life. I will advise and watch over you. And so you in pursuing God's path for your life, since city can bring you, what did you do? 
I took the path of walking. It was, it was a great walk, just putting that so out there. You, so be more specific. You walked? I walked from my apartment complex. So uh, everybody know where Walmart is? Okay, everybody, everybody knows, knows where Walmart, where Walmart is. is. So I, I walked everybody, from... Everybody, even those people watching online, know where Walmart's at. <laughs> so, so he walked from your Walmart, wherever you're watching. <laughs> but um, from Walmart, where my apartment complex was at the Annex of Marion, I walked from there to church. So he walked all the way to church. Because the pursuit of community and the value of connection was so important to him that he made himself available to walk. So it was the second weekend of doing this. I'm driving to church. And what do I see on the side of the road walking to church? This guy. And so I pull over and I roll my window down. I'm going, bro, what are you doing? And he goes, I'm walking to church. And it means so much to me to hear that value. That he valued it so much that he would get up at five in the morning and start the walk to get to church in time. It meant so much to me um, that I said, man, I love you. I'll see you at church. <laughs> no, I didn't do that. I opened my door and I told him to get in. And I drove him to church. And then when I got to church... I gave him my number and told him I would pick him up every day. And if I couldn't pick him up, I found two guys around him, Steve Hunt, I don't remember who the other person was, but I told, gave his number to them and gave him their number and said, if we can't make it, we'll make sure you're here at the church. We'll make ourselves available so that you don't have to walk anymore. I don't say that to puff up. My, I, I, I puff that up for our church, for God and, his, and for what Dorian would desire so much, the things of God, the family of God, that he would leave early to pursue to walk in the rain and so i don't know what's in your hand but will you make it available will you make it available so that somebody else can be here who are you passing by on the road that you can pick up and bring who are you walking by every day in your life who needs the things of god in their life that you're just simply haven't asked them the question yet will you come to church with me i'll pick you up I'll take you to dinner afterwards. And so, so I'm so thankful for your guys' story. I'm so thankful that you're now connected in a healthy marriage relationship, that you're planted in the house of God, and that you're serving our pastors in these, this church and this community because Andrew Osborne knocked on Sean Barr's door. Because Sean Barr made it a priority for his family to be in church and because Allie knowing the things of God and the benefit there made sure to invite you and and you Dorian and because you guys had time at Applebee's well Applebee's have a little bit of credit in this too I'm so thankful for that story and, and my hope is that it encourages you to do that to 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 go out and make yourself more available um, I want to talk now to you Layla because your story if you don't know Layla like I said take her out Take her to Panera. What's your favorite restaurant? I'm not picky. Okay, she's not picky. <laughs> she's going to be a college student next year. She's not picky. Just go get me some ramen noodles and we can talk. Um, but um, your story is amazing. And you in your story is incredible. And so I want to help bring your story here to those who are joining us online and to our church family here so they know what the last couple of years have been like for your life. And so you are a Quest student. You graduate from high school in May. Congratulations, you're going to do awesome. 
And so in that process, there was a time, though, before you were connected to Family Life Church. So can you kind of talk us through what that was like for you and your family? A lot of my relationships were surface level, and uh, there was a lot of drama involved. And then I was confused about my purpose and identity, so then I looked for happiness in other people's approval. Wow. 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 So life is like just trying to prove yourself, just trying to make everyone accept you for who you are. And I know young people can relate to that, but... Just to be honest, a lot of us older adults can relate to that in our lives. It's like navigating life, always trying to prove ourselves or trying to get approval or to find our value in what somebody else thinks. And, and so you guys connected to, to FLC. So how did you connect to FLC? Amanda Burns invited me and Lucy to a teen life. And then we were like, Mom, you got to come. <laughs> so that's how we came. That's awesome. And so... So you're here, right? You're, you're like, getting, we're going to get committed to this, right? But then let's just be honest, like your life happened. So can you just share with us a, a little bit about what happened in your life? So there was a divorce in my family and we like a lot of my family struggles with mental health. And then last summer I got diagnosed with cancer and um through all these things i stayed faithful to the word in my church family and i kind of clung to that and god delivered me and brought me through a stronger person that's so awesome that's so awesome and i and i also know like having been a little bit on the journey with you like your sister navigated yeah. some heart complicated heart things that she was trying to get healthy from and it what i saw in you and your family was this pursuit inward of the things of god the pursuit of the word, like you said, like where society would say to you, like, you can be mad. Outside of the church, people would say, that's a broken situation. How, how you, you, you should be mad at God. You didn't. You guys didn't get mad at God. You leaned into what the word said that you could have. And that should be an inspiration for all of us that this young person said, you know what, we could be mad. Mom said we could be upset. <laughs> we have all the right, but rather than that, we have a standard of the Word of God that can tell us we can have something different. And I know that you guys leaned into that. You pursued that. And so because of that, I want you to read this Scripture. What I, and, and I feel like this Scripture is a picture of your journey over the last couple of years. Will you read that for us? Oh. Take Doreen's mic. Thank you. You are the salt of the earth, but what good is salt if it has lost its flavor? Can you make it salty again? It will be thrown out and trampled underneath as worthless. You are the light of this world, like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your, God, let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise the Heavenly Father. And so that scripture that says, let your light show before men, you guys did that. Like your mom, you, your sister, even though life was tough, the word showed you something different. And you lived your life out loud. And I want you guys to know this now 
that three rows sitting in the exact middle of this church is a couple who's here at this church because they lived their life as a light and they pursued what the Word said. They didn't let the world speak into them and what they should do. There is a couple here today because they lived their life out loud. They lived their life salty. Where the saltiness of, of what they were navigating, they allowed the Word to saturate them so it was different from everywhere else around them. They lived their life so that their life could be elevated. What they were navigating could be put on a pedestal so that as the Scripture says at the end, glory could come to God. God has been glorified. Salvation and restoration and wholeness has come not only to them and their journey, but to others who are directly impacted. I want to let you know, sometimes our availability is allowing God just to use our story. Just for us to walk it out in integrity so that other people can see it. And I know it's hard when circumstances come into our lives. I know it's hard when there's a press from outside. But can I encourage you to know that there are other people that need to see you make it through from what the Word says. And we have the hope of the Word. And so you guys live that out. And I just want to say to you and to Jan and to Lucy, you guys are an inspiration to me of what it means to live your life out loud. That in the midst of when you could say, I'm out, you said, no, I'm going in. And so I'm so thankful for that. And I know there are many other people who are thankful for that. If you know of somebody who is struggling in their story, I just want to encourage you. Tell them to watch this video. Listen to this podcast. Hear this story of these individuals. It will encourage them. So thank you very much. And uh, we're now going to talk to you, Brian and Joanne. And um, I know that um, I just want to say thank you for being amazing. It is such a blessing to get to do life with you guys and to watch you guys love on people. You do it so good. You're so great at it. Um, and so I just want to say thank you because there is a story behind you connecting here to Family Life Church. And so, Joanne, will you talk to us a little bit about coming and connecting and, and really what God was doing in your heart before you even connected to Family Life Church? Well, I, I felt like <clears throat> that I was serving and doing the things in the church we were at. I felt like that though that, that God began to show me and I began to see that I needed more. Hmm. I, I didn't know where I could find it, but I began to pray. God, I need to be taught. I need to know what you yeah. want me to do and how you want me to do it. And so as I began to pray that, the opportunity to come here opened up. And when we began, when we came and started coming here, the Lord opened door after door. We were yeah. invited by Tim and Ginger Arrington. They were our realtors at the time when we came here. And so when we started coming here, the opportunities of teaching and learning were there. And when Victor College came about, I was listening to it. And I, I wasn't sure, and it was like God was on my shoulder, and he said, now remember the prayer. Mm. So it was my turn then to say, yes, Lord, uh, this is the area that you want me to be. So I, we, we did go to Victor College, and I praised God for that. And I see, I continue to see more and more opportunities of learning and growing, and, and, and it's just, I could talk forever about <laughs> pastor and, and the 
lessons that we learn and we hear every week. But I just praise God for his leading and guiding. When you ask him and you truly want him, he's going to lead you into the area that he wants you to be. That's so good. Brian, go ahead. Share with us, you know, where where you were at, what you were navigating, how life was. and For me, I had, had been retired, so... Life was really good for me. I got to fish a lot and boat a lot and just had had a lot of good time. We attended church regularly, but we had slacked off in serving. And I've, I've told you this, Pastor, before that over a period of time, I was ratcheting down my fire for God, my burden for souls. And when we came here, I was almost in neutral as far as pursuing God coasting and anybody that rides a bike knows that the first hill you come to if you're coasting you're going to stall and that that's the path that i was on but when when we got into this church and we joined the church and i began to something's changed inside of me because i knew that there was something here for the teaching and uh, equipping and so i felt the tug of god and i agree with her Victor College was a major change for us, a major turning point for us. And it brought up fresh fire. And I thank God for that. I just, I, I know that, that there's so much more for all of us. But if you want to lose out with God, do nothing. That's good. And yeah. that's where I was. And I, I, I don't want any of us to lose out with God. Yeah. So press in. That's good. Uh, when we, in preparation for this, I asked Brian Joanne to kind of share a scripture with me that they felt like really illustrated um, this. And I'll, I'll go ahead and read this for them. Second uh, <laughs> Timothy chapter three sixteen verse through seventeen says this in the New King James Version: All Scripture is given by inspiration of God, and it is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. The man of God may be complete. So that the man of my God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. They were looking for more. They were looking to be equipped. They were looking to be strengthened. And this is what I can tell you about these ama- this amazing couple is that they leaned in. They made themselves more available. They went through Victor College. But when it came an opportunity for them to serve, they said yes. They said yes. I don't think I've ever heard Brian Swingle say no. And that might make his wife a little upset sometimes. But he says yes all the time. They say yes as a couple. Why? The Bible says that the reward for faithfulness is more. The prayer of Joanne's heart was more. And so in their faithfulness to get connected, I want you to see this. They're continually leaning in. They found purpose. They found purpose. Why does that matter? Well, let's highlight what what Tim and Ginger did. Tim and Ginger are incredible realtors. They own their own realty business, but they leveraged that business opportunity to invite you guys to more. And then every single time that you guys interact in any group, like they lead equip classes, they lead life groups, they lead sweet and sassy on Thursday mornings. Like they are leading strong and every opportunity they're doing, they are impacting people. Not only do that, they do that, but they lead a team that reaches and interacts with everyone on across all of our campuses. 
through pastoral care. If someone's in the hospital, these guys are aware of it. They're praying for you. They run a, a prayer initiative that is not only praying for our pastors, but praying for our church. Like th they are leading in, in, and all I say, all of that, not to prop them up, but to say that the prayer of their heart was more. And when they made themselves available, they received the gift, the answer to the prayer. My question for us today, and my last point is this, will you make yourself available? Will you make yourself available? See, if we read the passage uh, in Luke of the same story of the disciples, it says that um, Jesus is one needing to teach, and there's a group of people call, following this. You can find this and read it for yourself in Luke chapter 5. And Jesus comes up to the shore. This is the same story in Matthew. It's just the different account. It's the Gospel of Luke explaining it. And, and Jesus comes on the scene. He says, guys, I got people following me. Simon Peter, can I use your boat? I want to teach from your boat. And Peter's on the shore. He's been mending his nets. He was working all night. They caught no fish. And he's like, sure, you can use my boat. So the Bible says that Jesus puts out in the boat with them, with Peter and Andrew, and he teaches. He teaches. And when he's done, he turns to Peter and he says, hey, Peter, put out a little further and then throw your nets out. Now, Peter is a fisherman. And he says, Lord, 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 we did this all night. We know what we're doing. We're the fishermen. You're the teacher. We're the fishermen. We know what we're doing. But I'll make myself available. He literally says, but at your word. And the Bible says that he puts out a little further when they throw the nets in. It's, it's, they have so many fish that they can't pull them into the boat because the boat begins to sink. And so he has to call in other boats to come help. And other people have to make themselves available to bring this catch in. And so they bring this catch onto the shore. And the Bible says as soon as they come to the, the shore, Peter falls down in front of Jesus and says, I'm not worthy. And Jesus doesn't even touch his worthiness. He says, come follow me. I will make you fishers of men. I'll take what's available in your hand and I will teach you to use it to multiply it in the kingdom. Will you make yourself available? Will you make yourself available? I just want to illustrate this to you today so that we can see this. So I'm going to ask everyone to do something here. If you are sitting here in this place and your story has been impacted by anyone on stage or anyone who's been, who's been mentioned, so... Uh, we had Andrew Osborne, Sean Barr, Ali Barr. Uh, we have T uh, um, Tim and Ginger. Um, we have Amanda Burns. Uh, I feel like I'm missing somebody. Yeah, Nathan and Nathaniel and uh, Chelsea Sharp. If you have been impacted by any of those people or anyone on stage right now, I'm just going to ask you to stand up. If anyone here has, has impacted your story, I'm just going to ask you to stand up, any of those individuals. I want us to look around, and I don't want you to feel bad if you're sitting down. It's okay, right? But look at all of the people that because people were available, because somebody made themselves available, their story has been directly impacted. What will you do? Will you make yourself available? So you can go ahead and sit down. Have a practical. As you're sitting down, look on your seat. Under your seat are two cards. I want you to grab those right now. We're going to do this Right now, first you'll see a card that looks like this. It says Easter at Family Life Church. 
This is an opportunity for you to make yourself available. We want you to fill this out right now. If you need a pen to fill this out, we want you to raise your hand. Our section leaders will bring you a pen. We want you to fill this out right now. We want you to fill this out. And when you're done filling it out, we want you to pass it forward. We're not saying you have to sign up for everything. We're not saying you have to, to do everything. But we want you to fill this out now. What can you be available to help with Easter services? This is what we're believing here as a staff. We're believing for record crowds on campus. We're believing for record salvations. We're believing for record restorations. We're believing for healings. We're believing for marriages restored. We're believing for families to be reunited. We're believing for freedom. These are things we're believing for, and we need you to partner with us. We need your availability. So please, I'm not begging. I'm asking you. I'm urging you. I'm, I'm, I'm encouraging you based on the stories that you've heard. Make yourself available. Please fill this out. And once you fill this out, I want you to pass it to the center. And our section leaders will collect those. You also have on your seat this. It's a postcard. Every single one of you gets a postcard. What we want you to do is on this postcard, we want you to write the address of someone you want to believe to be here at Family Life Church on Easter weekend. And we've got the postcard for you. You may say, hey, pastor, I don't have enough money for postage. I'll be out there. If you, don't have, if you fill this out and you can't post this, I will do it for you. Fill it out. Write the person's address and write a message to them, encouraging them to come to church and to join you on Easter Sunday. Maybe say, dinner's on me. Come be here. Remove every obstacle you can. Make yourself available. You can grab actually more of these as well in the causeway. Maybe you weren't here last week. Last week we gave out yard signs. As you leave today, you can stop in the causeway and get a yard sign. We also have business cards that look exactly like this, the yard signs that you can take and you can pass to your coworkers. You can give them to your soccer team or your t-ball team. You can give them to your, uh, you can give them to coworkers. You can, you can leave them at some place. So when you leave your sweaty mess at the workout station, you can just wipe it up and leave a card there to say, hey, the next person used my station. You need to get strong in the Lord. Here, take, take this one, right? Be creative. Make yourself available. We want, we've got these tools for you. And then, including with that, we also have the practicality. Most everybody exists on social media. Raise your hand if you were on Facebook this morning. Be honest. Raise your hand if you were on Instagram, right? You guys who aren't raising your hand, don't. Okay, you're pious. I get it. You get on social media. It's a thing. It's where people live. And so we have a campaign to reach people this Easter season. And so, Sydney, if you would tell us how we can make ourselves available to help connect to people. Yeah, so I want to take a moment. If you have your phone, go ahead and take it out. Get on your Facebook app. Get on your Instagram app. Go ahead and search. It's at Your Family Life for each of them. Like and follow those pages. Because here's the thing. We're called to be light in darkness, right? And so if you scroll through social media for 30 seconds, it's a lot of dark. It really is. And so we have an opportunity to be a light in that darkness and take more territory for the kingdom. And so we're just asking for you to partner with us in this moment and go follow and like those pages. And any time you see something posted for Easter, share it, send it to five friends, post yes. it on your story. Good. Just do anything that you can because we know that's where the people are. They're on social media and that's a way we can reach them. So we just ask that you go ahead and send those posts out, like them, because it reaches more people that way. So I appreciate you guys taking a moment to do that. All right, so make sure that you do that. So there's a couple of things that we've told you to do. You've sent the postcard that's in your hand. Uh, fill out that, that availability to help. Make sure you pass it in if you're 
still filling that out, you can give that to your section leader at the end of conclusion of service. And when you leave, there are more tools in the causeway for you to collect. We don't want a single yard sign left after today's service. So make sure if you've got a place you can put one, put it. Don't go put them on road corners, okay? That's not, we're not allowed to do that. I've been talked about that. So, um, but take them, use them, make your space available uh, to get the word out about what we're doing. So can you guys give it up for our panel? Didn't they do such a good job? I'm gonna invite them to go ahead. They can go ahead and uh, to leave. You guys did so amazing. I'm so thankful for their story. And as they're leaving, um, <laughs> as they're leaving, we never leave service without taking the opportunity for you to make Jesus the Lord of your life. It's the greatest decision you can ever make. It's actually the first decision in making yourself available. So with every head bowed and every eye closed, I want to extend an invitation for you today to make Jesus the Lord of your life. How that works is you're going to pray a prayer with me. Our church family is going to pray this prayer. You're going to pray a prayer with me, asking God to forgive you of your sins. You know, the Bible says that for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. Why did he give his son? Because he wanted to reconcile you and him. The Bible also tells us that when you give your heart to Jesus and you ask forgiveness, that your past is wiped away. And so if you're in this place and you want to make Jesus the Lord of your life, I'm going to invite you to pray this prayer with me here in just a moment. Or maybe with every head bowed and every eye closed, you're in this room and you had a relationship with God, but it's gotten distant. Maybe you can relate to someone up here. Maybe even like Brian, it's just gotten gray, just neutral, just coasting. And you want more. I'm going to encourage you to pray this prayer with me. Pray this prayer as you say this. Say, Jesus I believe you died for me. I believe the Spirit of God raised you from the dead and you're alive today. I'm asking you to forgive me of my sins. Be my leader in life and teach me to live the amazing life you created me for. Thank you so much for joining us for this podcast. Our hope is that you are encouraged, equipped, and empowered to live out the amazing life that God has designed for you. We pray that this message was fresh air to you. If you made a decision to ask Jesus to become the leader of your life, we'd love for you to let us know. Please text the word YES to 740-387-7778. If you'd like to reach out to Family Life Church, please visit our website at yourfamilylife.org. Thank you so much for joining us. Have an amazing day.